Welcome to the Cure Church Lee Summit Podcast. Here at the Cure Church, we believe Jesus is the cure for whatever you may be going through. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, we pray this week's message encourages you. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you for this warm welcome. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah, I mean, brother here. Spoiler alert. I felt like I should just come here and, and, and pull an artal cord because he just said almost everything. No, I'm just saying. I'm just kidding. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I see some new faces. Wow. Praise God. God bless you. So, how many of you does not know me from 2019? Would you raise up your hand? Wow. Man. Well, God bless you. Amen. 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 Wow. God is good. Can you say amen? amen. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, um, yeah. I, um, yeah. I'm from Peru. So I always say this, you know, if by any chance you don't understand something of my English, just ask the Holy Spirit to interpret for you. Because I won't take the time to, you know, to repeat what I'm going to say. Or maybe I do. I don't know. It depends on the grace of God on my life or whatever. So, uh, Yeah, I want to touch the message. I want to preach something that, uh, what's your name again? Nick. Okay, Nick. We'll talk later. You know, uh, uh I mean, the whole thing, worship service, and, and what, what he said, and you know, what's being shared right now, even, I mean, everything, it has to do with, with what I'm going to preach. I mean, this is God's. Wow. I mean, I, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Because, you know, uh, and let's go to business. Many times, Christians, they kind of complain why God is not doing what he promised to do. You know, it's like, okay, God, you know, I've been in church like for the last five years, ten years, two years, six months. I don't know. I don't see it happening. So, hello. You know, you, you promised this and your word said this. And I see this promise uh, that you said that uh, you will do this for those who love you, for those who serve you, for those that believe in you. But why is it not happening? So, uh, many of this has to do with one key principle in the kingdom of God. The problem with Christianity nowadays is that many Christians, I will say, the problem with many, many, the main problem with many Christians is, is that they don't want to die. They don't want to die. You know what I'm saying? And I, don't, I mean, they don't want to die in the sense God expects us to die. Okay? Because if the regular, the regular death will be that you die and you go to a coffin, as what he was saying... And you will bury it, you will be buried, and you will rot. And that's it. But what God expects you, the way God expects you to die is the death of a seed. When you are planted, when you are sown, you know. But Jesus said, now let me read it, John 12, 24 and 25. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless the grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. 
So we need to, we need to come to, to this understanding. We need to come to grips that God is expecting us to die the seeds death, to be sown in the ground of faith, in the ground of, of, of service in the kingdom of God. So I just want to preach something cold. I call this, this, this message corpse or seed. Which one are you? Corpse or seed? Can you say amen? amen? So what determines your essence? What determines your, 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 your perspective? Because, you know, life is hard. Can you say amen? amen? You don't have to ask for it. Trouble is coming your way. Times of trial. You know, unfair situations. Maybe even, uh, uh, you know, a, a dramatic situation in your life. Something very, very difficult, unfair and, and it's coming your way. With or without Christ, it's coming your way. And but then, if we don't have the right perspective, I want to talk just a little bit about perspective. If we don't have the right perspective, you know, that hard circumstance, that, that difficult situation in your life, is going to make you feel that you are dead, that you lost all hope, that you have nothing else to do, that, you know, your marriage is you know, it's lost, and your finances, and maybe your health, and maybe your kids, whatever it is, your ministry, maybe you were once, in, you know, in the past you were called, you were serving God in a ministry, in any area, in church here, or whatever church you came from, I don't know, but suddenly something happened. And just step back, you say, I'm done. There's nothing to do, you know. I will never serve God as I used to serve Him. I will never... Uh, love again as I used to love. I'll never trust anybody because, you know, I've been betrayed. I've been misused. I've been abused. I've been whatever. And you start behaving as a corpse instead of keeping your seed nature, your seed identity. Now that everybody's talking about identity and identity issues, I will say the main identity issue of the Christian world today is your identity as a seed. What determines your essence? Your circumstances? What happens around you? Or what is placed in you by your Savior? You have a nature, a divine nature in you. You, 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 I mean, you are, I don't know, if the, word, the correct word is, you, you are, you are uh, pregnant or loaded with, 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 with the promises of God. With the power of a new life in every area of your life. You are that seed that are supposed to die first so that you might grow. And you become this nice, powerful tree of hope and new life. For those around you. In your family. In where you work, where you study. In your, in your neighborhood, in your city, in your generation. So what determines your essence? What essence is in you? Just a corpse? Seed. What determines your perspective? Perspective by perspective, I mean the way you see life, the, the way you see what happens to you and what is in front of you or around you. That's perspective. You know, two people can see the same thing, listen to the same message, be in the same situation, and they have totally different perspective. And you will say, Why is that? It's because what is inside of them. So this morning, what is inside of you? Just dry bones. Or a divine seed with hope and promises that God will do what He promised to do. 
So again, what determines your perspective? How do you see life in its most agonizing and dark moments? So what, again, what is your perspective? Sown or buried, seed or corpse? Which one are you? And the devil comes and makes you focus, you know, on what is wrong in your life. See how your children are doing. See, you know, look at your marriage again. You see, see yourself again. Nobody knows, but I know, says the devil, right here behind your ear. You know, see you again. Oh, if they will knew what you're doing, you know, when nobody's watching, you know. And he tries to make you focus on all the, I'm sorry, all the crap in your life. And you get discouraged. And you start thinking, this is not for me. Maybe I'm not meant to be, you know, a Christian. Or maybe I'm not meant to be a good mom or dad or husband or wife or, you know, son or daughter. I'm just, a, you know, I'm a mess, a total mess. And start happening. You know what start happening happened to you is that what happened in Nehemiah. I don't know if you read the book of Nehemiah, chapter 4. The Bible says that they were, you know, this, this guy, this powerful leader started to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And so all the people came together. You know, at the beginning, when you come with this nice, new, powerful plan, everybody's excited. Yeah. You're like, I just listened to your pastor say, hey, you know, uh, 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 back to school, something, you know. So, so donations and, and, and backpacks for everything. So, you know, everybody's, yeah, well, yes. Okay, how many of you will still be there? Willing to help, willing to serve in a week. So Nehemiah, at the beginning, he had all these people. Yeah, Nehemiah, we are with you, man, man. What powerful man of God. Yes. Oh, the, the preacher, pastor. Yes, we can rebuild. Yeah, we can rebuild. So time passed by, and the enemy started working in, in the heads of the people, in the hearts of the people. And, you know, the Bible says, uh, Nehemiah 4 says that it came a point where they, all they saw was rubbish. Is that correct? Rubbish, right? All they saw was rubbish, you know, you know, this pieces of stone and pieces of wood and all the dirt and all but it, and it says but they didn't see that the wall was already built to half of its side so we are not careful all we're going to see around us is what is you know all this all, all, all this rubbish around our lives what is wrong what is not working you know children family finances health and spiritual life whatever what determines your perspective? You might see your circumstances as a coffin, as this brother so brightly showing him, you know, you're laying there and you cannot move, no right, no left, no up, no down, nothing. You see the, there is no way out. That's the corpse. That's the coffin. When you see your circumstances as a coffin, that's the corpse mentality. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I hope you, might, you will change your perspective this morning. Can you say amen? Yes. Amen. So I want to talk for a few minutes, just a few minutes about understanding your true nature. You need to understand your true nature. In the first place, if you understand that you have been called to be a disciple, there is something that is not very popular nowadays in the Christian world. Discipleship. You know, many Christians, they have this volunteer mentality. Back in my church, I don't work with volunteers. I work with disciples. Yes. You know what I'm saying? A volunteer says, okay, I'm here to help. Because you, you said to your pastor, to the leaders, okay, you need my help. I'm here to help you. No, sorry. Okay. You know what? You need my help. 
I'm, I tell my guys, I tell my people, you know, in, 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 in my church, you need my help. To, uh, you know, you need me to help you shape your character, develop discipline, so that you will be able to reach your destiny. Yeah. Amen? The volunteer mentality says, I'm here to help. And then, you know, two hours later, say, okay, you know, I'm tired. And tomorrow I have to work early. So thank you, Pastor Ebaha. So I see you. I don't know if I can come tomorrow, but maybe, maybe, perhaps on Friday or Saturday. So we'll, we'll see. I'll let you know. I'll shoot your text and bye. That's the volunteer. The disciple says, what else do you need, you need me to do? Can you say amen? And that makes a big difference. And then I'm saying that the, if you come as a volunteer, you're not welcome. Okay, you're welcome. But you will not grow. Because volunteer is always out of the grave. They don't want to die. They don't want to be sown as a seed. But the disciple is willing to die. Can you say amen? To bear much fruit. So... Okay, so you, you, have been called, you need to understand that you, every single one of you, have been called to be a disciple. It doesn't matter what the circumstances, what is happening around you, what are you facing nowadays, or the amount of crap life throws at you. As a disciple, you know that even if the hardest moment of your life, even you went through a dramatic loss, you, you, you lost a, a loved one, you, 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 I mean, I don't know, the financial uh, uh, breakdown, whatever it is, you feel you're dying. You know, as a disciple, you know that even in that very painful moment, circumstance, or situation, you're being sown. You're not being buried. You're being sown. And the promises of God that are inside of you, they will start, you know, grow up and grow up and break out that ground and you will start flourish and bear much fruit. Those who do not understand the essence of discipleship are going to feel victimized. Why, Pastor, he didn't remember my birthday? You know, I've been faithful the last three Sundays. Okay. I don't even know your name. What would that, you know? I mean, I'm just saying, but those who don't understand the essence of discipleship, they will feel victimized. They will feel victims in every difficult situation that happens. And they, you know what? They expect everybody to run to, to their help. What do you need, brother? Oh, sister. And I know, I know. Maybe I'm, you think I'm not sensitive. Believe me, I am. But come on, man. I heard church are supposed to be hospitals. No. This is a training ground. Because life is tough and you need to be trained to stand your ground. Look the evil in the eye and say, you know what, devil? You're not going to take me down. And if you take me down, if, if you take me down, you know, maybe I'm, I'm down there, you know, laying on the ground and say, you know, you know, okay, 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 maybe I'm here. Okay, okay, you got this round, but I'm going to stand up again, devil. You're going to see and I'm going to kick your butt so hard you're going to be bouncing for a month. You must lose one round. Losers, when they are, you know, when, when, when they are taking heat, I don't know if you ever fight in the past, fought in the past, I don't know, I've been there, you know. 
when, when losers, when they're taking heat, all they are waiting in the boxing round, the, uh, square, all they are waiting is you know, the, the, to sound the bell, and they can run to hide in the corner. Oh, thanks, God. Oh, you know, they're all beaten and bleeding. <laughs> you know, they're thinking on throwing the towel, throwing in the towel. But fighters, fighters, say, come on. 60 more seconds, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get I'm going to go, I'm going to get you, devil. I'm going to get you. Maybe you took my children. Maybe you took my marriage. Maybe you took my finances. Maybe you made me stumble. Yes, maybe I sinned. But I'm going to stand up again. I'm going to show you who I serve. What is in me? I'm not a corpse. I'm a seed waiting to grow. I explode in life. Can you say amen? Give the Lord a hand clap as he deserves. Hallelujah. How many Christians, they've been going to church for many, many, many years. Okay, let me put a little perspective in this. I, you know, <laughs> nowadays it's, like, it, it's all about preparation. No, it's about faith. And faith, real faith requires courage. You know, we, we wrap it up in this nice, well-looking paper of religious excuse it sounds spiritual i need to be prepared and i know in a way you need to be prepared and you need to you know to some degree but when i got saved back in 93 was december 1993 may 96 two and a half years later i was beginning my first church and I came out of a church, a very tiny church, 20 people at the most. When we have 25 people, that was revival for us. Honestly. Your you know, pastor would go, wow, we had 25, 26 people this morning. You know, he, he, he would be really excited with 20-something, 20, 20 plus. Whoa. I didn't have the experience that many, I'm sure many of you have already in, Christian, in Christianity. A small church. No worship thing. No ministry, no youth ministry, uh, children ministry, no nothing. And I went back, because that, this was in Aruba, in the island of Aruba, and I went back to Peru, 1996, not knowing exactly what to do, just trusting God with no finances. Yeah. You know, it took me seven days because I didn't have money to go by plane from Aruba to Peru. Seven days traveling. 15 hours by boat from Aruba to Colombia. And then the next seven and a half days or seven, uh, six days by land from bus to bus, from city to city, Colombia, all their towns, and then Ecuador. And then, the, and then we crossed the border with Peru. And that's how I got to Peru. And I left Aruba about $600. And when I arrived in Trujillo, my city in Peru, $300 was it. That's all I had. And with that, my wife then and me, we started the church in Peru, 1996, $300. And a lot of faith, willing to die for the will of God. That's the essence of the seed. You're willing, you understand that you have to die to yourself so that you might bear much fruit. That that fruit, Jesus said, will remain. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. And you know what? Corpses, corpses, right, are toxic. 
I mean, they're not, not, you know, they're not people you want to hang around. Because they have this, this toxic language. They kill, they infect everybody else's faith. You know, somebody, maybe after preaching or after conference, I don't know how many of you have been to the conference. I mean, you are excited and you, you, you come and share this with somebody else in church. You know what? And you know what? And God and me and I'm challenging. Are you sure? I don't know, man. I will think first in your family. I mean, you have three kids and uh, you know what? And, and, and this and that. So, you know, it's like this toxic language. I can't. I don't have. I don't know. Nobody cares about me. Nobody understands me. And, 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 and you know what? Uh, uh, it's, come on. If you've been talking like that, you are a corpse. You're not a seed. Because seed is waiting to be sown. Seed is waiting to, be, to, to, to die to himself, to itself, so it can bear fruit. And you know, say, okay, how I die as a seed? Well, start serving. Challenge yourself. Come out of that chair. You know, I love this church, Pastor Lewis. I don't know if every time or almost every time I come to Kansas, he has gotten me here preaching for him. So I might, I, I must be doing something right. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you know, and I, and. I, but you know what? It's time for you guys to have a worship team with musicians. With musicians. I mean, what is this team doing here? It's a nice furniture because I don't know. I didn't see anyone playing it today. What, I mean, what is this for here? And what about a keyboard, a, a bass guitar, and an electric guitar? I don't care. Listen. Again, if you are waiting to be that Joe Satriani, you better get yourself a more comfortable chair because you'll be sitting there. No, Pastor, I have faith. I have faith, but, and I have faith, but this, and I have faith, but that, and I have faith. I, I really want to, I really want to, but you know, and but you know, but the, the problem is that your body is too big. Okay, <laughs> it, it's, that might be also true, so I don't know. It's bigger than your faith. You know, when I got saved, before I got saved, I was involved in so many things. I was part of this drug lord security team in Colombia, part of this hitman team. Possible, so many things, and, 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 and I, was the, I was a handbanger, heavy rocker. I never played anything. When I, but when I got saved, I saw my pastor's wife playing the guitar. And I saw, I saw all this bunch of people there in church. I said, hey, nobody is, somebody else should be. And I saw the bass guitar there, and I saw the keyboard there. Oh, no, there was no keyboard. So I, said, I went to my pastor, I want to. You know, be part of the worship uh, team, whatever, if it is a team. Say, okay, what do you know? What do you play? I said, nothing. 
So what would you like to play? Oh, he played the bass and his wife played the guitar. And then he goes, okay, you know what? I play the bass. My wife plays the guitar. So you could play the keyboard. It's okay, nice. What is it? We don't have one. You have to buy it. It's true. It is true. And I never, I, I didn't feel offended. Oh, my pastor just hurt my sensitivity. Oh, my God, my pressure, my blood pressure. <laughs> Come on. I like challenges. And so I went and, and, and put aside some money from my, from my side. I worked hard, really hard in Aruba. And, 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 uh, and so one day I could, you know, had all the, the, enough money to buy my keyboard. And I went, I bought my, my keyboard. And it was, that, was, that day was outreach day. So I bought my keyboard and I brought my keyboard to the outreach. We have this huge, big box, you know. And uh, back in those days I was really built. So I grabbed my, my box like this and they were like, Pastor, I bought my keyboard. He was, you're crazy, man. <laughs> I mean, you told me, no, 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 that's fine, that's fine. But you still, you're crazy. And then you know what he said? So when I, you know, when can I start playing? So when you learn 20 songs, let me know. No internet. No YouTube uh, tutorials. I had to go and buy my little book with the, how do you put your fingers, how is it C, the D, the E, the F, and the G. And I asked, you know, we didn't have a, a nice screens like this. We have just th these little books with the songs in there. So I asked my pastor's wife to put the, the notes in top of each, the songs. And so I will be at night at my little apartment practicing 20 songs. And then I went to my pastor. I'm ready. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, you play this morning. <laughs> okay, not right now. <laughs> but he made me play that Sunday morning. That's what I'm talking about. Corpses always have, and all they have are excuses. Seeds they are willing to die. Can you say amen? Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. Listen to verse 3. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Corpses are buried. And they start rotting immediately. Seeds are planted. And the seed of God will be planted right next to his presence, next to the stream of waters. And you will, burn. and you know, it says, everything you do, if you are planted as a seed of God, everything you do, everything you do will prosper. Contrary to what nature tells us or shows us, that, that, you know, trees, there's a time when in autumn, I think, autumn, they, they, their leaves fall. They wither and, you know, they fall. Then you see them all brown and dark. And, they, and then, you know, comes spring and they start flourish again. But the Bible says those who are planted, sown by the princes of God next to the world, living waters, they will ne their leaves never wither. Never. Can you say amen? 
spirit or son, corpse or seed? Which one are you? You have to choose. Can you say amen? You have to choose. So I just wanted to share just two pieces of my testimony because I believe, even though I didn't understand what I'm sharing today with you, back in those days I didn't understand it. Really, I was part of this powerful, huge, big fellowship, but they never really explained to us, you know, the power of the seed. Oh, things like this. In 2005, I shared that before. I wanna, I'm not going to share the whole story. My wife then, she left with another man. That resulted in that I lost all the ministry I had back in those days. All the churches and all the baby churches and all the fellowship I had in Peru. I lost everything. I was left only with my three little daughters, myself and my three little daughters. That I, I, you know, I, it was really very, very, very difficult. But then one day, a year and a half later, she called because she, she disappeared. She called and said, you know, Dinka, I'm leaving, and, uh, but I would like to see my daughters one last time. And I'm like, you know what you're talking about. You know what you're asking. They're going to see you, and then you're going to leave again. After a year and a half, you show up, and then they leave. And then, you know, all the, uh, anyway, so I, I, but we met, and she was there with a the guy. I shared this before here in this church. She was there with a the guy, with that guy, and, and, and she was pregnant of the guy. So my little daughters, they, they were six already, my twins, because she left when they were five. They were six, and the, the youngest was three. And so they, they just, you know, hey, mom, and whatever, so... You know, at the end, after that weird, awkward lunch together, the guy called me, and he asked me to, he wanted to talk to me. I didn't want to talk to him. I, 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 you know, I was thinking you'd be glad that you're alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and but I, I went and met with him, and, you know, I'm like, What? And he tell me, you know, I have these businesses in Spain. He was from Spain. I have these businesses. And I have my staff of lawyers. They oversee my businesses and stuff. So, you know, he had a lot of money, etc. And then he asked me, but I didn't, uh, with all I have, I don't have what I saw in you and your daughters. And he said, how was possible to see that, that peace that you have in the middle of what you're going through? Listen, listen. And, and he said, he goes, I know you're a Christian, right? Like, right? I'm looking at him like, you know. Mm. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. He was sitting right in front of me with this cup of coffee right there. All I needed to do was mm, smash his face in the cup of coffee. And I would walk away just, you know. <laughs> Nobody will notice. And then he goes, please, tell me about that Jesus that gives you that peace. Listen, I didn't want to do it. To be honest, I didn't want to do it. And you know, to witness to this guy, tell him about forgiveness and, and salvation and hope and, and, you know. But I opened my mouth and without me really, really, really wanted it, I start speaking life. Because, listen, seeds, even though they are in a, in a burial situation, they still give birth life. No matter what you're going through, you might be, you know, tears may be running down your face. 
you think you're, you know, there's nothing left inside of you. But if you are sitting there, there's divine life here. Waiting to be manifested. Waiting to show somebody else, even your worst enemy, that you can bring hope. This guy got saved. He asked me for my email. Back in those days, we didn't have these little things. I mean, with all the uh, smartphones, we have cell phones, but no smartphones. For the following weeks and months, he sent me emails asking me, Dinko, how should I do this? And what the Bible says about that? And what is a good church I could go to? And I'm like, man, I'm pastoring the guy that went to my wife. He got saved. He left in the church. Start tithing and everything. And she left him. She called me once. One day she called me and said, Dico, what? You know, the name of the guy, you're going to laugh at this, but the, guy, the guy's name was Jesus. <laughs> and she called me. She called me on the phone and said, Dico, what do you do to Jesus? And I, mean, I go, what are you talking about? No, 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 because you know what? Everything now, he, he goes, no, but Dinko says that. But Dinko said we shouldn't. Dinko said we should. Dinko, 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 Dinko. The power of the seed. When you're dying, but he's still giving life, giving hope. Come on. Come on. Come on, somebody. Stop complaining. Stop whining. Stop dying like a corpse. Start living the life of a seed. Come on. Give the Lord a hand clap right now. Tell him you love him. Hallelujah. I'm taking too long. <laughs> Life is, I mean, there are seasons. There are seasons and in those seasons... There are times where, when you will be tested, and you need not to be afraid of that time, whenever it comes, what you need is to be ready. Just be ready. Just be courageous. Stand firm. Okay, you're coming. But I know the end of the story. I'm going to see a victory. As the sun said, I'm going to see a victory. I know that at the end, I win. Because my Lord, my God has won already for me in the grave and resurrected on the third day. <laughs> How are we able to do such a thing as I, what I just shared? Just a few years, I think it was 2018. Since 2016, my twin daughters, they left the faith. They went to the world. They started doing the mess of their lives. The oldest one, my twins. I share something with that too, but you know, there's something I, I didn't share. I think, you know, they start doing drugs and they start cutting themselves. And one of them became a lesbian. It was one of the hardest things to, to see. You know, my daughter, her hair was really short like mine, just maybe a little thing here. You know, you know shirt and pants and boots like a man sitting there in the living room. You know what? You know what your problem is? That you love God more than your family. Tell me that to me. That is heartbreaking. But I will always tell her, and I will always call her my princess. You know, princess, that is not you. Shut up, you blah, 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 blah. 
You are a princess of God. You are a miracle of God. Ah, that, 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 that. Whenever I saw her on the street because she left home, as she was walking, like, mm. hey, sweetie, you eating today? Mm. No, but you, what? Want to buy a meal? So, yeah, let's go have lunch together. And I will. It was this time I, I didn't remember. We went to have lunch together. And uh, she would go, I don't need God, and I don't believe, and I don't believe, and I don't believe, and I don't believe. I told her, if you don't have faith, let me have faith for you. I believe you come back. And you know what? They are back. Because seeds in the middle of the most painful situation, they are able to give hope and give life. Can you say amen? Amen? Now she's back. She, she made me remember that conversation. Remember that? I said, no. You to, you, we went to lunch, as you, you know, and, and you told me this. Let me have faith for you. And here I am. You know, one of the things I never, I, I mean, I believe they will come back. But I never imagined my daughter will be kneeling down in front of me asking me forgiveness. Dad, forgive me. For, I will kneel down right in front of her and say, come on, my princess. You, you, you kneel down before God, not before me. And we, we, Oh, man, she spent 15 months in a rehab center. Everybody was attacking me through the media back in Trujillo. So they, they got these pictures of them, you know, of her kissing with another girl and the, my other daughter, my other twin daughter, you know, doing drugs. And I don't know where they got those pictures from. And they put it on a Facebook fake page and they sent it to everybody in the church. Get your kids out of that church because see how those men, you know, see how that family and that guy's, you know, his family is all messed up. So you better get your kids out of that church before they get infected. I will stand before my church and say, if you think I'm not worthy with your pastor, please leave. Those who want to remain, I will work with you because, and I show the pictures on the screen like here. But those are not my daughters. Those, they, you know, they are princesses of God and they will come back. So, wrapping this up what are you a corpse or a seed all you do is whining crying you know sitting back I don't want to get involved oh my god after I've been through going through I don't know I don't care you know you can behave as a poor lamb or as a roaring lion. Have you ever seen a lion mourn? Hmm? They do. I've seen it. And I like to see some from time to time this wild, uh, you know, from, and, and, uh, I don't know, Discovery Channel or something, you know, and sometimes the 
lions, they have also, they have also their, their tough days in their lives. And you see this guy, you know, this big lion, mourning, no roaring. Man, you don't feel pity for that guy. You never feel sorry for a lion's tears. Because you know that the guy is a fighter. You know why the lion, listen, why the lion is called the king of the jungle? He's not the strongest, not the fastest. So why? Because they never step back. They keep on going. They keep on going. They keep on going. Last night, I was, as I was preparing for this, for this, for this uh, preaching, I saw a, a short video of an old lion in his final moments. And you know, when the old lion is like dying, you know, old and, you know, he's not fast as he used to be and strong as he used to be. There, are two other, there were two other lions, like, you know, ready to take the kingdom. This guy. I mean, he couldn't barely walk like, you know, the, the, this leg here was like, no, and, and these two young, strong lions coming after him, and he would fight, and they fight, and they fight. He was laying in the, in the ground, and they stand up, and and would go, like, I know I'm dying, I know I'm dying, I know I'm dying, but I'm going to die fighting. Can you say amen? Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Finally, seeds need to be sown in the grounds next to the living waters. Can you say amen? But many Christians are sown in, inside a pot. And you know pots, right? Flower pots or whatever pots you have. And you know, some people, they have pots in their, in their houses, you know, little pots and... And, you know, nice little flower coming out. And, you know, they water it and they, they, they put some, 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 I don't know, this special thing. Uh, uh, and What's that again? Something to, to like. Fertilizer. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Fertilizer. And uh, oh, that's nice. But they will never grow to their full potential. Because it is the pot that hinders them to grow fully amen and so you know what happens that from time to time you need to remove the all the 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 the, the, the what's that the dirt the soil you need to remove all the soil change it you know take that plant out of that pot and put or put it in a new pot or change the soil and put new soil there and then do fertilizer and then you put it back again but that traumatizes the growth of that of that plant even though it's a nice pot even though it, it might feel like comfortable in there and you know that is how many christians and with this i'm finished that's how many christians live their christian life they come to church they receive the word they, they you know they, they receive the worship ministry and they you know they participate of the good food of the lord but they are there sitting in their little pot they don't want to risk it they don't want to risk it they don't want to say okay you know what i'm ready I'm coming out. I want to be a disciple. I want to serve. And you know, may, you might have your excuses. You know, you were mistreated once. Maybe you were part of another church in the past. And I'll, you know, maybe life, maybe whatever. Maybe the government, maybe I'll, I don't know. 
whatever it is. But you come and you part and you leave and you part. You come and you part and you leave and you part. You will never grow. I hope this morning you're ready and you're willing not only to come out of the grave, but break out of that part. Can you say amen? Because as Philippians 1.6 says in the one who began the good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Jesus Christ. Lazarus was dead. His sisters, Martha and Maria, they Mary, Martha and Mary, I'm speaking the Spanish version. Martha and Maria. Martha and Maria. So they, they thought he's dead. And when Jesus came and seen, you know, he's like, where is he? And Martha is like, you know, Lord, he stinks. He's rotting. He's four days dead. Martha, Martha, come on. Didn't I tell you that if you believe? Lord, I know. I know that at the end, you know, at the end of Tyson, I know, I know, I know. I know. That's the problem with many Christians. They know too much. They do too little. Yeah, they know too much, they do too little. Or they know too much, but they believe too little. It's not what you know, it's what you believe. Can you say amen? So I wonder how many Lazarus will be here this morning. Because Jesus went to the tomb. And he starts shouting, Lazarus, come out. Are you in that coffin? Maybe in that pot. Whatever it is, you need to be planted as a seed of God close to the living waters. And that is going to happen this morning. Let us stand to our feet for a moment. God is good. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. I'll love it if they can play. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to the Lord. All you need to do is become a seed, willing to die to be sown. And you will bear much fruit, and your fruit will remain. Even if the world or the devil or the flesh, whatever it is, makes you think you are losing something, this will not get lost. Like my daughters, like my ministry. I was 35 years old when I lost everything but my three daughters. God has given me back way more what I lost. So, if you're here this morning and you, you think there's nothing to do in your situation, you think, yeah, but you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I went through. And I'm standing here not because I'm stronger than you, better than you, smarter than you. I just believe. I just believe. Just give Jesus a chance. If you want to give your life to Jesus. And I'm going to take on. This is a privilege. It's what you need. So period. Stop whining. I say, here I am. If you need Jesus, lift up your hand where you are. See, I want to give my life to you. See those hands over there. God bless you.
Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Somebody else. I know there's someone here. You need, to, you need to lift up your hand right now. Come on. 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 God bless you, sister. Amen. Give your life to Jesus right now. It is life or death. Seed or corpse. Coffin or being planted by the living waters. Somebody else. This is my last invitation. Come on. Can somebody will go to them and pray with them? I would like to call them forward, please. And if God has spoken to you, church, listen. God, you, you feel now the challenge of God challenging you to be a disciple, to stop being just a volunteer and to really willing to be a seed that is willing to die to serve God. Come forward and find a place to prayer. Come forward. Thank you so much for listening to the Cure Church Lead Summit podcast. If you would like to partner with us, please visit our website at www.thecurechurchls.com and click the Give tab. We thank you so much for joining us today. Remember, Jesus is the cure.